If you feel like your clients are killing you right now because they're not respecting your boundaries, it might be because you've not really made them clear or you might be doing something else wrong or they're just really annoying. <laughs> I don't know which one of those it is. But in this episode today, I'm going to fix all the boundary and, communi and communication issues with you and your clients. And it's a very ranty episode, but have fun listening. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward with Amy show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward with Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. There's one thing my clients struggle with a lot that I really don't struggle with anymore, I think. Um, but that has tripped me up a lot in the past and it is about communication and boundaries with your clients. So this is going to be a fairly ranty episode. I'm going to share a couple of tips on how you can set more boundaries with your clients and how you can like stop caring so much about the fact that your clients might not love you as much as you would like to be loved. Um, at the core of the whole boundaries with clients issue is uh, probably a lovedness or a worthiness issue. And you might be feeling like you need to be giving your clients everything. And that might come from the fact that you don't feel as secure in your skills yet. For example, me as a business coach, when I feel less secure about my business coaching skills, I might feel the need to have my clients like love me really hard. Now, uh, I have to say that this is something I have seen, for example, in the American uh, coaching scene a lot is a lot of coaches in Belgium as well by the way are really over delivering in terms of love and care and messages to their clients so that their clients love them they feel like they're their best friends and then they'll continue working with them forever and ever although this is a popular strategy and although many coaches recommend that you make your clients feel like they're your best friends I fully disagree with it I believe that making your clients love you is a fairly manipulative, uh, almost narcissistic strategy, pardon my words, that many people use because they are lacking in skills. So they feel like, oh, I'll just have my clients love me so they'll continue working with me. There's no worries, by the way, if you could become best friends with your clients. I have many clients I've become best friends with. I love many of my clients, but I have this weird thing where actually while I'm working with people, I actually prefer not to be super close friends with them. And I know that a lot of people actually don't like that about me. And it makes me seem more hard and cold. And I'm definitely not saying you can't be friends with your clients. But I've learned over the years that business is business and private is private. And if you want to create a sustainable growing business long term, uh, having one-on-one -on -one contacts with all of your clients in a scaling business, uh, it's just not the way you can actually like go ahead and scale your business. I don't know if I'm making sense, but you might have noticed this in the past and I just, yeah, I just disagree with it. So I want to talk to you about how you can set more boundaries with your clients. The first thing is that you want to talk to your clients when you start working with them about your rules. And what I see a lot of people do in the pendulum of change, they go from over delivering, giving everything to their clients to feeling like they're almost going to burn out because they're getting bombarded with messages on Messenger and Instagram and WhatsApp and whatnot. And at a certain point, they're like, all the boundaries, here's my cancellation policy, and I'm not responding to anything anymore. That is also not a good business practice. You want to be somewhere in the middle. And that means that you want to discuss with your clients what your main communication platform is. You want people to always be able to, uh, you want to have uh, people be able to reach you. So for example, with my clients, I will always talk about the rule where I'm like, you can text me on Instagram and send me memes and funny videos and all of that. But if you have 
questions about coaching, you will ask them in our support coaching group because I am a better coach when I can reply to them or my team can reply to them when I'm actually working. When you text me on Instagram, maybe I'll see it during the weekend or at night. I'll be caught off guard with your question. Then I'll lose the question. I won't write it down because I'm actually like, I don't know, riding a horse or something. I don't ride horses, but you know. Um, (laughs) And then I won't, I will get really frazzled in my downtime. And then I won't be as much of a good coach when I am actually in coach mode and you won't get a reply to your question and you will think I'm a bad coach. So I'll walk them through the way I think of this. And my goal with my clients is to, on the one hand, teach them my boundaries, but also model good boundaries to them so they know how they can set boundaries with their own clients. Now, obviously there will be a need when you're starting out to kind of like deliver more and give more. And I also recommend that you are more flexible in the beginning. And for example, when you have high end clients, you probably will have less boundaries. For example, I pay my personal trainer a lot of money. I expect her to kind of like always reply to my messages through whichever communication channel. I don't do that because I respect her a lot and we have talked about how can I reach you and she has told me you can reach me like this, so I'll respect that. But in a moment of crisis, I can also just pick up the phone and call her. That's part of the package. With high-end clients, this is different. Every client is different. In sales, you have to be flexible. Don't be too rigid is what I'm saying when you're going from starting out and over-delivering because you're still a little bit insecure to then like making it super tight. Because what I wanted to say is make your rules very clear. So tell your clients, hey, you can always reach me through WhatsApp and I'll reply um, throughout the working day between 10 and 6, for example. If something is really urgent, feel free to call me. I can't promise I'll pick up, but you are allowed to call me. That's something you could say. But the other thing about rules that I wanted to say very clearly is that, for example, when you have a cancellation policy or when you have very rigid rules about something which you're allowed to do, talk to people. So I used to give people... um, I used to give people one like joker, is that how we say it? Um, so that if they got sick or had to cancel a session last minute, they could. But I also talked to them like, if you cancel last minute within 24 hours, there is a fee that costs X amount of money. And I would say it in their initial intake conversation. And I would also put it in writing. The thing is that many people have these certain rules in place and they want to charge their clients when they cancel last minute, but they never actually talked about it because they put it in the contract or something that no one reads. Transparent communication is really, really important. People sometimes... um, can ask me questions and then I don't know a good example for this, but maybe uh, your clients ask you in the beginning like, oh, but what if I need to cancel a session? And you're like, oh, oh, that's no problem because you really want that client. There is no harm in just telling them like, hey, yeah, you're allowed to cancel one session uh, within 24 hours per six months. But if you cancel more than that, I'm going to have to charge you because I cannot fill up that slot. So last minute, always explain the because. So you take people with you in your thought process. So, um, Yeah, don't hide your rules is basically what I want to say. Really, basically over-communicate to your clients is a really good one. Set up a standard communication platform is a big one as well for your clients. And then obviously the way you can get people to adhere to that is to also just not respond when they are texting you through different platforms. So when someone asks me a business coaching question through my Instagram DMs, I'll be like, hey, can you go and ask this question in the group? Because I'll be much quicker and better to reply there. And I'll just reiterate, but what most coaches do when they have a mastermind or what most service entrepreneurs do is they will reply there and be like, 
Oh, and I hope next time they'll rep- they they'll do it through email if email is your communication platform. But that is kind of like teaching your dog he can eat your shoes because when he eats a shoe, you give them a candy and then they'll, you know, they'll just continue eating your shoes. Uh, I don't know how to train dogs, <laughs> but rewarding people for bad behavior is not a good call. This is kind of the Pavlov effect. When you teach people, you are much quicker to reply. For example, through Instagram, they won't go and use the channel you've actually set up for them. So make sure you are not actually the problem there. In most cases, your clients aren't the problem you are, and it's up to you to educate your clients and to not... Um, go over your own uh, boundaries, okay? So that's actually a big takeaway from this episode is you're the problem. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, But also stop over-promising. So this is one of the things I used to do. I'll be like, oh, you have a question? Yeah, I'll get that to you by tomorrow or by tonight. But I wouldn't have any time in my calendar after a call to actually get that fixed. I still make this mistake so often. Uh, When people ask me something like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it right away. But I can't do it right away. So stop over-promising on things you can't actually deliver on. When someone asks you something, say, hey, I'll have a look and let you know by when I can get this to you. By tonight, I'll let you know when I can get it to you and make a mark about it. So don't over-promise. Don't promise things you actually can't deliver on. Uh, For example, right now, I'm not doing one-on-one coaching because I know I don't want to have to be responsive in DMs every day with like private coaching clients. So I'm also just not offering it as an option for people. Um, I won't offer everyday contact to potential clients because I don't want to work on the weekend. So I'm also not going to promise that if I already know I can't deliver on that, right? Um... Yeah, and then the the big thing here is, oh, how do I say this? Yeah, I've already talked about it, but you're not supposed to be your client's bestie. Uh, you are supposed to be, for example, a good coach, a good service entrepreneur. You can look at how you can offer more support in your coaching programs or in your business, even if you have a product-based business. You can do that, for example, by looking at all of your communication and looking at, okay, does every email or every piece of communication has an, has a, have an easy customer service email address? Do people know where they can reach us? Really look at that customer journey and the flow your clients or customers go through to figure out, do they know how they can contact you? But you don't have to put your clients um, like on a higher pedestal than your friends, for example. If you want hugs, if you want love, like go and have sex with your partner, hug your friends, whatever. But you're not supposed to get your clients to love you and have that be the basis of your working relationship. I think respect needs to be there. I think transparency needs to be there. Trust needs to be there. And you generate trust by actually implementing boundaries. Many people think that they can get trust through love. But you actually, uh, it's the same with working. When someone tells me, hey, Amy, I won't be able to do that by then, but I can do it by next week. Is that okay for you? I would much rather have them say that to me than promise me they'll do it quickly. And then they're super overworked and sad. And then I was like, well, but if you would have told me that, I wouldn't have asked you or I wouldn't have like put too much work on you. Trust is gained when you actually show where your boundaries are. It's like in a relationship, when you ask someone like, hey, do you want to come over? Or like you're dating, for example, you ask someone, hey, do you want to come over? And they're like, oh, I really want to, but I need some time to chill right now by themselves, for example. That might also lead to the fact that when they do spend time with you, you actually know like, oh, I can trust that they actually want to be here. Transparent communication, honesty, truthfulness is so important in communicating with your clients as well, because that's how you create respect, even more transparency. And respect is something that you can't force. It's something that you give to each other and you earn. And um, 
I think that is gained when you set the right boundaries and then when you commit to doing certain things, you actually do them. I don't know if any of this made sense, but I just want to say that you might um, you might feel like you need to be people-pleasing. That's where I started because you don't have that skill set yet of giving your clients everything they need. What a lot of people don't do is, for example, implement feedback forms or feedback moments or, hey, what else would you uh, need the upcoming weeks in order for this to be a success for you? So instead of being super caring and texting your clients all the time or stuff like that, ask them for feedback, ask them for what they need, ask them for what they would like to improve. I know it's very uncomfortable, but by improving your service, by improving your products, you're going to build a much more sustainable business than by kind of like hiding and covering it all up with the doses of love. Which isn't to say that love languages and all of that isn't important because if you want to look at how you can optimize your products and services and your delivery and your customer service it is really good to have a look at the five love languages i have uh, recorded an episode about this previously it's episode 86 about the five love languages but i've also created a guide uh, that is about how you can implement the five love languages uh, into your overall communication with clients with your team and all of that so The Five Love Languages is a book that I read a while back in a test I've taken. I linked it all in the document, by the way. It's fastforwardamy.com forward slash love languages. And it's basically about, I don't know if it's super scientific, but I feel like it works. It's about how you want to receive love and how you give love. And for example, I am someone, I like words. I like words of affirmation. So, uh, and my dad is like the same so when we drive a rally I will tell him when I can hear him breathing fiercely I'm like you did a really good job dad keep on going you're doing really well and when I'm struggling he also tells me you're doing really well keep on going and we really thrive on that but for example um someone else maybe a friend or your partner might not be someone who says words of affirmation but they might be someone who does stuff for you and they'll be like oh I'll go and clean your car for you or something and they'll they're showing you their love by doing something for you whereas you might have not cared about the clean car or them doing that for you but you might have just wanted to hear hey you did a really good job on driving the rally they're showing you with the acts of service there are five love languages acts of service quality time gifts words of affirmation and physical touch now i don't recommend you go and touch your clients (laughs) but i do recommend you have a look at the way you structure especially your programs but also your products and look at how you can make sure that all of those love languages are present so what we did for example in our coaching programs to optimize things is we know that some of our clients based on their disc profile as well as their love languages um, they like more quality time with other people so we created um, like a mini mastermind every tuesday where you can have a coffee chat with about three other entrepreneurs in the same program so you get quality time it's for people who have that as a love languages as a love language someone else might really like getting gifts so at the end of our program we sent all of our graduated students a mug so we covered people who love gifts we kind of just attack everyone (laughs) with the love languages so we can improve the program we make sure that we reply to every single question and celebrate wins that's words of affirmation we put people with their wins in our weekly newsletter stuff like that so you can literally use these love languages to um, improve the service you're offering because because it's not because you don't want to be your client's bestie that you don't want them to feel taken care of and actually loved. I mean, I do love my clients. I just don't want to 
spend all day with them. There was uh, a while back, um, I was in a in a bar with my team. Actually, we celebrated like a huge day and we're sitting in the bar and actually a client walked up to me and she was like, hey, you guys are here. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Fun, fun, fun. And she's really sweet and kind. And she asked me, hey, my friends have just gone outside. Is it okay if I sit with you guys for a moment? And I'll always remember this moment. I sat there and I looked at her and I was like, you know what? If you don't mind, no, because we had a special day and I want to celebrate with my team right now. So she walked away, she was friendly, and I would have never been able to set that boundary a year earlier. And my team was like, holy shit, and I was like, was I too rude? They're like, no, that is one heck of a way of showing your boundaries by just being so transparent and just telling her. And I would have gone over my boundary by spending my entire Friday night with a client at the table. I didn't want that. Uh, but I like it's not up to her to know that. It's up to me to state that boundary. So, yeah, I don't know. Robin, am I making any sense? This is such a messy episode. <laughs> um, maybe you feel right now like your clients are killing you. It's because you're teaching them the wrong things. I'm really sorry. You might have been given the wrong... Like, I have worked with coaches who have given me definitely the, the wrong example. Um, but it's up to you to set the right example, to make sure that they are getting what they are paying for. Obviously, still be kind, still make them feel seen and heard. And like, that's the whole basic needs of people. But you don't have to like go completely overboard over your own limits because then you are going to become super overwhelmed, overworked, and then you're not going to be able to be a good coach, entrepreneur, service provider, product provider for them. So it is in their benefit that you set your boundaries and the same goes uh, in the other way. And if you're interested in those love languages and how you can implement that in your business, you can check out my guide, fastforwardemy.com forward slash love languages or listen to episode 86. Um, we talked about a few things here, not hiding your rules, really transparent communication, stop over promising shit you can't deliver on, uh, go and find love in your private life, not in your business life, your clients and your team members. I'm, I hate to break it to you. Like I'm definitely way too close with my team, but still there is stuff they don't know and they're not privy to. Um, choose one communication platform. Don't always be responsive. You find us at working hours. A shop also isn't open 24 seven. You shouldn't be open 24 seven. That's what she said. Uh, and your clients are not your friends. They don't need to make you feel loved. If you have people pleasing issues, go and fix them and talk to a therapist <laughs> or listen to my podcast more. I'm definitely a people pleaser. <laughs> wow. I almost, um, yeah, I, I got stuck there. Uh, I'm definitely a people pleaser, but you just got to know it's going to be a practice. You're not going to go from here to having all the boundaries in one go. But I hope it did help you to listen to this to kind of realize like you don't need to always uh, go into those questions. And by the way, I do think clients are allowed to ask you questions maybe at 11 p.m. through a communication platform that you've chosen, but you're not required to answer them or to have your notifications on or to use that phone at night. So I'm not upset when someone asks me something at 11 p.m. I'll just make sure it can't come in. That's how I set boundaries and that's how I teach them. I also won't reply. The problem arises when you start replying and you start going into their bad habits, just like when you tell your kid to do to not do something three times and they do it, and you then allow them to do it. That's on you. I'm sorry, um, but you gotta educate your clients. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, if you wanted to read the recap of the different um, tips I made here, you can find it through fastforwardamy.com forward slash number of the episodes, which you can see on your screen. And if you liked it, 
Uh, this was a little around the episode. Uh, feel free to come and tag me on Instagram. So um, you can find me on Instagram as at FastForwardAmy. I'm here every week with a new episode of the Fast Forward Amy show. And uh, I'd love to hear if you liked this episode. I'm recording um, in my own studio at home. So maybe you're watching on YouTube. If you've never watched on YouTube, by the way, because you like listening, definitely go ahead and watch on YouTube because um, then you can see my home studio. And we just had it painted in all white and it used to be beige. So fun times. Okay. Good luck setting your boundaries. Know that it is uncomfortable in the beginning, but growth is always uncomfortable and you've got this. Mm-hmm.